Day 3. Choosing Your Battles. Daniel 1 verses 8 to 14. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. So he asked permission from the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God had granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. Yet he said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who assigned your food and drink. What if he sees your faces looking thinner than the other young men your age? You would endanger my life with the king. So Daniel said to the God whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please, test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then examine our appearance and the appearance of the young men who are eating the king's food and deal with your servants based on what you see. He agreed with them about this and tested them for ten days. This is the word of God. Daniel and his friends had four options in responding to the godless culture they found themselves in. They could choose to live as in a bomb shelter, simply denouncing the evil of the culture and hiding underground while they waited for God's judgment to fall. Alternatively, they could have acted as mirrors, changing their beliefs and lifestyles to fit in and reflect the culture all around them. Thirdly, they could have quite easily become like parasites, adopting the parts of the culture that benefited them, but making no effort to shape or strengthen that culture. The final option was what they chose instead, to be like salt and light, living out the creative tension of being faithful to God while still trying to infiltrate, serve, and shape the godless culture they lived in. Though his situation was very unique, Daniel provides an inspiring example that may encourage us modern-day believers when we find ourselves in situations where we are also tempted to assimilate into our cultures. Here are four perspectives we can pick up from Daniel's example. One, resolve to be true to God. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself. He made a prayerful decision to not sin. He understood that though he lived in the world, he would not sin. Though he gave allegiance to the king, yet he gave ultimate allegiance to God, the king of kings. Even as we seek to liberate our surrounding culture from its idols and sins, we must too not be taken in by those same idols and sins. 2. Don't be self-righteous. Daniel's decision not to eat the king's food was not an attempt to prove how righteous he was. He was motivated by love for God. It was a matter of personal conviction in the sight of God. Fitting in and eating the non-kosher food would have been less risky, but Daniel was more concerned about pleasing God than people. 3. Don't impose your values on others. Daniel did not try to get everyone eating kosher food. He did not expect pagans to live according to the law of Moses. Still today, we must not expect non-Christians to live by Christ's teaching. Without knowing God and the Spirit's power, it's impossible anyway. And four, choose your battles. Notice that Daniel did not resist the education he had received. 
even though it had much that was false and evil in it. This is because he was filtering what he was hearing through his biblically revealed convictions. Notice also that Daniel did not refuse the new demon-honoring name given to him. After all, he knew who he was, even if those around him did not. But he did still choose to resist the culture at one point, by respectfully rejecting the food he was being fed. Primarily, it's helpful to note that Daniel drew his lines based on biblical revelation, as should we. There was no command against taking on another name or learning what others believe, but dietary requirements were, under the law of Moses, biblically explicit. Although we, who live under the grace of the New Testament, have no such God-given dietary restrictions, we, like Daniel, must learn which battles are worth fighting. Daniel tolerated some things, not because he lacked courage, but because he had wisdom. He still took his university course and didn't get into an argument with the lecturer. Instead, he applied his mind, graduating to the top of his class. He didn't ignore people, but rather turned his head, a smile on his face when people called out the name Balthazar. Had he drawn battle lines on all of these points, we can only guess that he would have lost his ability to influence entirely. Instead, he built as much common ground as he could and leveraged that commonality to take his stand on a single issue, all the while maintaining as much credibility as possible in the palace, a credibility that he would later use to bring much great change to Babylon. By selecting our battles, we too have the chance of winning the war. What about you? How do you decide which issues to take a stand on and which to not? Are there perhaps any issues you have neglected to take a stand on? Why not take a moment now to turn your reflections into prayer?